John chapter 2 verse 13 says, the Passover of the Jews was at hand and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. So the occasioning event was the Passover. During this annual event, a devout Jew would make his or her way to the city of Jerusalem and the city would swell with millions of men and women, boys and girls, and all sorts of animals. The festival of Passover was celebrated on the 14th day of the lunar month of Nisan, and it was memorializing the night, which is recorded for us in Exodus when the angel of death passed over the homes that were smeared with the blood of a lamb. If no blood was seen by the angel of death, then the firstborn in the home was killed by the angel of death. All of that took place within the context of the ten plagues on Egypt by God right before Moses led the Israelites out of bondage and into the wilderness. So during Passover, redemption was remembered, and that same ceremonial sacrifice of the Passover lamb was observed. It served as a reminder to the people of how God delivered them and that it was a costly thing to deliver the people. So remember, just previously, John the Baptist has pinpointed Jesus as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the fulfillment, the true Lamb, the true sacrifice. His life would be given on behalf of the helpless sinner. The text doesn't mention this, but I just imagine that as Jesus was making his way to Jerusalem from Capernaum, some 60-mile journey, that some time was spent thinking about the significance and sacrifice of his own life the task at hand, the purpose for which the Father had sent him to the earth. And as he makes his way into the city, with millions of other people, he goes into the temple of God. This is the temple that had just recently been updated by Herod. Truly a sight to behold, one of the marvels of architecture and beauty of that time period. And in the temple, the place where God made his presence manifestly known, a place designated for reverence, for worship, for meeting with God, for repenting of sin, for declaring God's good deeds and glories. Jesus discovers oxen, sheep, pigeons, and the changing of money dropping into the coffers. Instead of hearing confession of sin, instead of hearing gratefulness for grace, instead of hearing prayers to the Most High, Jesus hears the bellowing of oxen, the incessant bleeding of sheep, the endless moaning of the pigeons, and the wheeling and dealing voices of the money changers. Seeing all of this, Jesus gathers up a few pieces of long strips of leather and begins to weave them together. I can just see the disciples standing by. To them, all of this was normal. They had seen it all before. Even Jesus had surely seen this, and maybe the disciples thought Jesus was just killing time. And when he had finished braiding that whip together, he started running towards the oxen and sheep, slapping them with that whip and sending them scattering throughout the temple grounds. Then no doubt some small sort of chaos ensued, wouldn't you think? I mean, after all, if oxen were charging through your sanctuary during church, I'm sure you wouldn't just be sitting there calmly. He goes over to the money changers and he grabs their purses and flinging them in the air along with the tables at which they were sitting and coins going everywhere and the money changers and the people in the temple on their hands and knees frantically trying to scoop up as much money as they could. And then he makes his way to where the pigeons were and he says, take these things away. Don't make my father's house a house of trade. What are we to make of all this? This doesn't sound like the man who's full of light or full of grace and truth. So what's going on here? I mean, after all, don't people need the animals in order to make the proper sacrifices? Don't they need to have the money changers in order to offer the prescribed offering 
and the temple tax? How can Jesus be upset with all of this? Well, you have to come back tomorrow to see if these people were walking with Jesus day by day. But until then, would you please pray for Michael Strong and his family, our missionaries in Minnesota. And also remember the Vietnamese Life Word broadcast heard throughout Vietnam.